0: This podcast is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. We understand many of our listeners may not agree with all of our viewpoints. However, we hope you can bear with us in order to hear unadulterated true crime cases. We are not licensed therapists, nor are we able to give legal advice by any means. Our show notes will provide all of our source material included for each episode. Now Now let's get get weird. weird. Welcome back to another episode of All the Sins Worldwide. I am here with a very special guest. I'm super excited to be talking about the Stacey Colbert 20-year-old Ohio cold case. First and foremost, I would like to thank our special guest for taking the time to come on and spread awareness on this case with us I know that 21 years of it being a cold case is an extremely long time to get answers, and I know that you are still an advocate for this case and for Stacey. So I would like to introduce Paula. You are Stacey's sorority sister, which is amazing. I read your involvement in the articles.
1: Thank you. Thank you. And, you know, just on behalf of Stacy's family and her friends, I really want to tell you how much we appreciate you taking the time to hear about Stacy's case and spread awareness um, because the main objective that we have in all transparency is that We are absolutely convinced there is someone who knows what happened to Stacy, and we need that person to break their silence and come forward and so any way that we can get the word out, we just really appreciate it so much. When I was celebrating my 24th birthday, I got a phone call. My parents were over and we were eating chili and I went into the kitchen to answer the phone. Cause we had like corded phones in 1998. Okay. And, um, I answered the phone and it was a friend asking me if I had seen or heard from Stacy recently. Mm-hmm. And I told her that I hadn't, um, you know, I, I hadn't seen her in a few months and, um, I said, well, you know what? I do remember another, another mutual friend telling me Stacy was going to be going out to where she lived. She was living out on the East Coast. And I said, maybe she went out to visit her and there's probably just some kind of misunderstanding. And um, you know, we ended the phone call. And then, I don't know, maybe 10 or 15 minutes later, the phone rings again. I answer it again. And it's a detective from the Columbus Police Department wanting to ask me about Stacy and um that that was when i knew something was very very wrong as as the days would progress we would come to learn that um Stacey had not been to work for three days, which was really out of character for Stacey. The first couple of days, her coworkers noticed she was gone, of course, but they didn't think too much about it because she worked for a company called AEP, a large energy company. It was her very first job right out of college in the marketing department. She was such a hardworking go-getter. She got this great job straight out of college, and they happened to be reorganizing at this time. So desks were being moved around. Stacy was reporting to a new boss who happened to be on vacation. You know, they, they noticed she was missing, but it didn't, I don't think, stand out immediately. When it had been a couple of days, one of her coworkers just had a bad feeling. And so she tried to call stacy's boss to see if maybe stacy had left a voicemail um and at the time i mean cell phones we had cell phones they were pretty new but we still mostly used professional phones so if stacy were calling off work she would have called her boss's phone in the office and not her boss's personal phone got it so this coworker got a hold of the boss and said hey can you call and check your voicemail to see if Stacy is sick, the boss called. There were no messages from Stacy, and that's when this coworker knew this is not right.
0: Right.
1: Yes, even though she had not been working there for very long, it had just been a few months. She had been there enough for them to know this was not like her. She would stay late when she needed to stay late, like she was very professional. And so this coworker then called Stacy's sister um, Danielle, who was the emergency contact. And uh, Danielle tried to call Stacy. She had left her a voicemail, and um, when she got off of work, Stacy still hadn't called her back. So she went over to Stacy's apartment, and she found Stacy's door it was not open per se. It it was closed, but the the door wasn't locked. Okay. Um, and so she went inside of the apartment. And immediately knew something was very wrong. And she called the police right away.
0: Oh my God, that's terrible.
1: Um, Yes. And I, to this day, I, I don't know. I don't know what
0: what she saw in that apartment. So that must have been just an eerie feeling that she's not there, but everything is still in place. Right. Her
1: car was there her shoes, all of her belongings, Um, Stacy herself was missing and two pieces of jewelry that she never took off. There was a birthstone ring, an amethyst birthstone ring on a gold band. And then she had a gold necklace that had an open diamond with a pie symbol in the middle which was the symbol of an alumna from Alpha Delta Pi. Um, Mm -hmm. She never took those off to this day at least that necklace is still missing. There's some debate about whether or not the ring is missing. Um, So that is potentially still missing, but that necklace has never been seen again. Um, So um, Danielle then started calling friends to find out what was going, you know, if anyone had seen her. And once we all realized she was gone, our friend that lived on the East coast, um, she came in, and started organizing out of the sorority house. I wouldn't necessarily call it a search, but like an awareness campaign. AEP was printing off thousands of flyers every day, and we were just plastering them all over Ohio State's campus. Anywhere that we could put a flyer, we were putting a flyer in the hopes of her being found and then The the friend that was living on the East Coast, she had another friend come in with her who was in journalism, active in journalism at the time, and they organized a vigil that was held on the Oval at Ohio State, um, you know, in the hopes that maybe somehow you know, somebody would come forward with some information. And of course the police were there because often killers will come to those sorts of things. Yes. So they were there observing the crowd very carefully. No arrests were made that night. Days turned into weeks, turned into months, turned into 25 years. And her killer is still out there. We We don't know. I know that there were I I believe the latest thing I heard was that the police were looking at multiple persons of interest, but I get the impression that one of them stands out amongst the many. Have the
0: police been open about what they have been finding or anything about the case uh, as far as the progress on it, or have they been keeping everything close to the chest?
1: Um, a little bit of both. Okay. Um, when Stacy was found, so she was taken from her apartment in Columbus. We believe she was murdered in her apartment, March 22nd, 1998. Mm -hmm. She was found six years later in Delaware County. Her, just her skeletal remains, everything else was gone. Clothes were gone. Everything was gone. Um, 70% of her bones remain. the police believe that animals probably carried off the rest of them over time. Um, But when that, when her remains were found, she switched from being a case in Columbus to being a case in Delaware County.
0: Okay.
1: Um, Which really was, you know, as, as fortunate as anything could be in this situation, that really was kind of a fortunate twist for us because homicides in Columbus are you know a dime a dozen there are so many and the the detectives are so overworked Delaware County is not that way okay it is a large county but it's it's very rural lots of farming there and she was found on the edge of a farm
0: I've seen that she was found like on a state road like a highway road or somewhere off of it and by a hunter looking for his lost dog is that correct?
1: Yes, that is correct. Um, It was a I think it's a might be a two lane highway I've never personally been able to bring myself to go there emotionally I just don't know why but we have another very brave friend who has been there a couple of times I think it's a two lane road but I could be very wrong about that but she was, her remains were in kind of a wooded area off of this road near a creek. Okay. and yes, this hunter was looking for his lost dog, and I don't know if he ever actually found the dog, but he did find Stacy's remains. Wow, what a what a terrible day! I can't imagine. Fortunately, he called the police, and then it took them a couple of days to identify her because Stacy was an avid runner. Um, running is very good for your body, but it it does kind of age your bones a little okay. faster. Right. So when her bones were taken to Ohio State, and so once the case switched to Delaware County, it fell into the hands of a marvelous uh, man who uh, was last known as Sergeant Bessinger, who recently retired. And we are very happy for him. It is a well-earned retirement, but also it's, it's very bittersweet. We're heartbroken for us. He really, really cared about Stacy. He really cared about this case. He kept in very close contact with Stacy's sister, um, making sure she was updated. I know there was a break in the case. I think in late 2019. Oh. I don't know too many details about it, but I do know there was some more activity. Um, just you know, not that long ago. Um, but I don't know too much about what has gone on since then.
0: And from what I read, I. I read that a neighbor in her apartment building actually heard her screams in the middle of the night. And then that neighbor didn't go and do anything, didn't call the police and went to go check in on her the next day. So I'm wondering why there was the next day, there wasn't any phone calls to the police. If he went to go see if there was anything wrong, because you said there was like, it was like three days uh, after she was, deceased that her co-workers was calling and digging into what was going on, correct?
1: Yes, that is, that is correct. So it was actually, that while the news articles only talk about the man, it was actually a man and a woman. Okay. Um, I don't know if they were married or not, but they lived above her. They did hear what initially the man described as horrifying screams around, I think, three in the morning that were so awful, he couldn't get back to sleep or neither of them could get back to sleep. He did not call the police because he had parking tickets that he didn't want to be held accountable for. So that's why he did not call the police. Um, That's why they chose not to call the police. The next day, he did go down to check on her. Kind of my understanding is that he sort of knocked on the door and called out to her and noticed that her door it's described as open, but I don't know if it was physically open or if just the doorknob turned open right. and he saw that her cat was walking around outside of the apartment and he was a kitten, a very young kitten that Stacy kept indoors. But he still he didn't call the police. It it really is. You just kind of wonder what might have been if mm-hmm. if they had called. And it that's a futile thought. It's a dumb thought, but Late right at night, sometimes it's it's hard not to play through the scenarios of what what might have
0: been. Right. Was there any DNA recovered that you know of?
1: I don't know. Stacy's apartment. Eventually, the complex demanded that we get all of her things out of there. Okay. Um, understandably. So when we went to move her out, one of the things that we noticed, of course, in addition to like fingerprint dust every place, was there was a large piece of carpet missing. We asked the police about it. And I know that sometimes they will do overkill, like they'll take way more than they need to. But what never sat right with me was that the detective that was there watching us move gave everyone who asked about that carpet a different answer. Um, some he told one of us it was cat blood. He told someone else it was cat poop. He told someone else that there was a little bit of Stacy's blood on it, like she had maybe been clipping her toenails or maybe cut herself shaving. So I don't know. I don't know if there is DNA. I'm told that there's not. And I have no reason to believe that the police are lying. Right. Um. So I don't think that I, I think it's, possible but maybe not enough. I don't I don't
0: know. Right. The family of Stacy, you as her friends as her sorority sisters are doing right now as advocates for her and her case.
1: we have started um, a campaign that we're calling finishing Stacy's fight because we know that she fought with everything she had to survive that night. Did't go the way that of course we would have liked. Um, but that fight's not over. He's still on the streets. And so we are on pretty much all social media platforms at this point. We are on LinkedIn. We are on YouTube. We just started a TikTok last weekend, Uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, X, whatever it's called these days. We were on just about every platform and growing in numbers of people who are looking at this information. I've been actually really intentional about trying to attract Swifties because they're really good at code breaking. They're good at looking for clues and solving things. So I keep using a lot of her music. It hasn't been very successful yet, (laughs) but um, I, I keep trying. I keep trying to attract their attention to see if maybe they'll dig through all of the articles, especially on our Facebook page. We have hundreds of articles with information and If they ever want to solve a puzzle and use their Taylor Swift code breaking skills, like, boy, have we got something for them.
0: Right. Did she have a boyfriend at that time or anybody that she was seeing?
1: You know, we're not sure. She did have, there was a guy that she had dated that she was really in love with. He was on vacation when she was missing time has kind of eroded I mean it's been 25 years so the timeline of that relationship has kind of been eroded we're not sure if they were still dating at that time or if maybe they had just broken up we don't know but we do know that when he got back from spring break one of his friends saw a flyer and showed it to him and at first he thought it was some kind of a cruel joke Okay, But then it hit him that, no, this is, this is not a joke. And he rushed over to Stacy's sister's house and asked Danielle, you know, what was going on. And he was devastated. And of course, immediately cooperated with the police. And we do know that, you know, she had some guys that were buddies that were friends. I'm trying to think, I I know that when they were asking about people there, there were a couple of guys that we kind of remembered that I know there was one who she had lived in a different, like, it's kind of like a fraternity. She rented a room in their house over the summer, one summer. Okay. And there was a guy there that really liked her that she didn't like so much that kind of gave her the creeps several years before. So we told the police about him. He was cleared pretty, pretty quickly and then I know there was some other guy that they were concerned about he was a heavy drinker but it wasn't anyone I I don't i never heard of him I couldn't tell you what his name was now if I had to I don't remember right so I I don't know whatever came of that one I didn't really pay attention to that particular person because I didn't know who he was
0: and was the apartment complex locked from the exterior door you don't need it you didn't need a key to get in
1: Um, So that complex governor's square has a bunch of different styles of rentals. Okay. I actually lived there a year before Stacy did in a townhouse in the very back. And that was just a townhouse. Like you just turned the key and you walked right into your door. Right. But right beside our townhouses were four smaller apartments that were inside a more secured door. Like you had to have a key to get into that door and then into them. And there was a third style of apartment, which is what Stacy lived in. It was the more expensive part of the complex. They kind of had a European feel to it. Okay. And those were just um, I guess they were called garden apartments or something, but you did just walk up to it and you know, put the key in and turn you could go straight into your apartment. There wasn't like a security door.
0: Oh okay. um,
1: so he could, yeah. And and we do know that whoever this was showed up there was no sign of forced entry so we know that she let him in right Um, for a long long time I thought you know Stacy was she just had a huge heart Mm -hmm. and I sort of thought you know if somebody showed up in the middle of the night knocking on her door and woke her up out of a sleep maybe she just opened the door and didn't know who it was but the police are they seem really confident that it was someone who knew her Who did go to her apartment um, intentionally looking for her? And one of the things that we noticed when we moved her out was this footprint on the back of her door. And I, for a long time, I thought, oh, he kicked the door open to, you know, take her out after he had murdered her. But then when I thought about it years later, reflecting on it, you know, I thought, no, that was a residential door, it opens inward he kicked that door shut. Oh, I see. So I think at some point she almost got away. Right. And he kicked the door shut and her little, and there were small handprints right in front of that door too. I don't remember if it was tile or linoleum, but the fingerprint dust was there. Like, I mean, she was small and and they were small handprints
0: there. That's chilling. And then It, it is that you had to see that too. I'm I'm so sorry that you had to see that and go through her things to move her out. I'm sure that that just, it was a constant reminder of the person that's no longer here, that was a part of your life. And I'm, I can't imagine what you and her community, all of her sorority sisters, her family, her friends gone through with not knowing. And then it just being, you know, almost like it's right in front of you because it happened at her apartment, it seems like. Mm-hmm. And it almost seems like it was somebody that she knew. So that just must be so frustrating.
1: It it really, really is. And, and just to know that this person has been free yeah. to live his life for 25 years, that is frustrating. And then the other aspect is, this just isn't the sort of thing that someone does once. Right. And we, you know, I, I am very concerned that there are other victims out there and will be more if someone who knows doesn't speak up and stop him. And, and I do believe it was a man um, just based on that footprint. It, it was definitely a man-sized shoe. Right. If anyone has any information on the murder of Stacy Colbert, please contact the Delaware County Sheriff's Department in Delaware, Ohio.
0: And then I'm going to have all of your links in the show notes. I am going to have, is there a phone number that we can put in there as well? I'm sure there is. There
1: is. Yes. All right. It is 740-833-2800. So
0: we'll have that phone number in the show notes somebody has to know something and tell the police anonymously that and I know there's tip lines that have opened up I know that there is anonymous uh, phone lines that you can call the police and let them know without having to tell them who you are because I'm sure that you don't want to have anything fall back on you if you do know something and you weren't related to what happened so I know that with it being this long people talk a beautiful person doing nothing wrong in her life she was doing all these amazing things I I read that she landed an internship at the 1996 Olympics in Atlanta yes. which was amazing yes. so she was just a go getter from what I've read I'm sure you can attest to that mm-hmm. and to be ripped from your life while you're you're young you're you're doing all these things you still haven't really made it through a long life is just heartbreaking to me. So, you know, anybody that knows anything, please give that phone number a call or reach out to any of the social links that I'm going to have in the show notes.
1: That's, that's wonderful. Thank you so much. We really, really appreciate this. And we really appreciate anyone coming forward with any information, even if you think it's Small or insignificant, and you've held on to it all this time because you think it's nothing. Like, let the police decide if it's nothing. Like, give them a call and let them make that determination because sometimes it just takes the tiniest bit of information to complete the puzzle for them to say, Okay, now we know who it is, and to get him off the streets.
0: Exactly. I know that a lot of cases have been solved that way of somebody thinking, Oh, well, My boyfriend came home late and he was drunk and he was covered in mud. And I thought that was super weird. And I've been thinking about this for years and years. And then finally they say something and then that closes a case, you know, and it's just small things like that, that can really lead to bigger, bigger things and solving cases that people don't really realize.
1: Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. You are completely correct.
0: Well, I really want to thank you for your time and giving us the opportunity to share Stacy's story and giving that family and friend perspective that I know that she really appreciates, just that to get her her case across in a in a more personable way. Uh, I'm sure that our listeners are going to feel the love that you carry for her and how much that this case is still ongoing and is not anywhere near being done.
1: Yes, absolutely. The Stacy's fight is not over, but we're going to finish it. We are going to go down swinging. So thank you. We, um, we're not, we're not giving up. We're not going anywhere.
0: All right. Thank you so much,
1: Paula. Thank you, Mims. I appreciate your time.
0: All the Sins Worldwide was written, recorded, edited, and produced by our co-hosts and creators, Jess and Mims. We truly want to thank our listeners, collaborators, friends, and family that continuously support us and for all the love we receive. If you enjoy our show, please give us a global review and rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Also, follow us on Facebook and Instagram to see what we are up to. And email us your Sinner Tales at allthesinsworldwide at gmail.com. Episodes of All the Sins Worldwide are available wherever you listen to podcasts. So make sure to subscribe and like us on your favorite streaming platform.